This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, we are here to give you our opinions on 80s and 90s media. And as always, you can reach us at podcast at overduehomework.com. Boom. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Trav, how are you doing? I'm doing especially good today, Drew. Not only did I have today off, but I had the past three days prior to today off. Wiki, wiki, woo. So I've done a lot of homework watching, uh, a lot of Predator watch Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit extra credit. We won't say what that is Ooh. yet. And I've been doing my homework ahead of time for DBZ next summer. Nice. <laughs> Not only did I finish the whole first season, but I'm over halfway through season two. Already. Very nice. So and, the Namekian saga? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're, we're on Namek. And yeah. Not to get too off topic, but season one is amazing. It is. And, and so is two so far, so I'm excited to get back into that. For anyone else who actually does the homework, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you guys should really give the DBZ homework a shot. I know it wasn't necessarily our most popular shows last summer, but we loved doing them, and you should give DBZ a shot. Yeah, it's my favorite homework yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. absolutely. Uh, but how are you doing, Drew? I'm doing really good. Uh, same old, same old to report on my front. Nothing new. My wife's birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up. My daughter's birthday's coming up. Everybody's birthday's coming up. So it's birthday month in the Morehouse household. The Morehouse oh. household. And how old are you going to be the big four as you roll? Yep. 40. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) In the production of today's podcast, I used some articles from various websites, including MovieWeb.com, an article specifically by Ryan J. Downey, an article from MentalFloss.com by Sean Hutchinson, an article from MensJournal.com by Matthew Jussum, some uh, sprinkle little IMDB in there, and then a little bit of Reddit, too, on top of that. Nice. All those links, including the Reddit link, are going to be in the show notes. So, Trav, our homework today is a listener suggestion. Thank you, Man Bear Pig. It is Predator, 1987's Predator. And, of course, that's directed by John McTiernan, written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. Produced by Lawrence Gordon, Joel Silver, and John Davis. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Uh, Carl Weathers as Al Dillon. Elpita Carrillo as Anna Gonzalez. Bill Duke as Master Sergeant Mac Elliott, Richard Chavez as Staff Sergeant George, probably Jorge, Pancho Ramirez, <laughs> Jesse Ventura as Sergeant First Class uh, Blaine Cooper, Sonny Landham as Sergeant First Class Billy Soul, and then there's Shane Black. Don't forget about Shane Black. No. He was Sergeant Rick Hawkins. And then, of course, the man in the suit himself, Kevin Peter Hall. Um, also, uh, the helicopter pilot at the end of the movie. Nice. We'll talk about it a little bit later. So an actor, a voice actor named Peter Cullen supplies the voice for Predator. Uh, Peter Cullen is also known for his work as Optimus Prime uh, in like everything, cartoons, movies, games, theme park rides, everything. Amazing. Um, other voice hour, voiceover work includes Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. And uh, he is uh, only credited in this movie as 
vocalizations by, and it's very late in the staff role in the credits. So you'd think he'd get a little bit more credit. You would think. But nope, no credit. No credit. Can you make those predator noises, Trav? No. <laughs> I can't do it either. I can't do it either. Uh, this movie was distributed by 20th Century Fox. It, it's a very 1980s Fox film, is it not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It was released uh, June 12th, 1987. It had a budget of 15 to $18 million. I don't know why they can't give us a concrete number. I'm going to say it every time we get yeah. those numbers, but that's just the way it is. Uh, box office was $98.3 million, and that is $256.6 million in 2024. 24. 2024. Yeah, now. Nice. Thank you. Um, are you ready to break this one down, Trav? I am. Um, and before we get into it, I just have to say, so I think I've only seen this movie one time in my life. I watched it once and then bought it. So it's it seemed like new homework to me. And for as crazy ridiculous as this movie is, it has no business being as good as it is. <laughs> it's such a good movie. You really couldn't have said it any better. It's, like <laughs> It's so ridiculous, but for some reason, it's such a good movie. Let's get into it. It boggles the mind. It bottles the mind, in fact. So, 1987 Predator. Let's do it, Trav. Let's do it. Uh, We open with space and an alien aircraft jettisoning jettisoning something uh, to land on Earth. What? What could it be? Yeah, what could it be? It's, it's the Predator. Uh, sequel set already because there's other other Predators since yep. that uh, spaceship flew off, unless it's some sort of autopilot, but, <laughs> yeah. you know. That had that one predator on it. Yeah, just the one predator. He's just a one-off. One of a kind. One of a kind. He's a one of a kind kind of guy. (laughs) And then the predator title card. Title card. Uh, So the first uh, predator was originally called Hunter until after production was completed. So the script idea originated from a joke about Rocky IV. It was kind of like Rocky had no one else to fight, so he might as well fight an alien. Sure. That's an interesting uh, premise for a movie. Rocky (laughs) fighting an alien. Why not? I'd watch it. I would. Next, it's 1987, so of course, there's helicopters everywhere. Obviously. (laughs) Black helicopters everywhere. (laughs) Landing in the jungle in some sort of military location, a forward base, if you will. Um, Any military terms I use will probably be wildly inaccurate. (laughs) I'm not a military guy, you know, not to say say I don't respect and appreciate the services of all those that are in the military, all our military guys and gals. Yeah. Do gals like being called gals? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know either. And then a bunch of badasses pile out of the chopper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of badasses. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, finally, a smoking Arnold exit last because he is the most badass. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. If you don't understand that already, you're in for a treat. Don't they look kind of goofy exiting the chopper a little bit? A little bit. A little bit kind of stiff, like almost unsure of what they're doing. A couple of the jumps are a little goofy. They definitely don't look like they do this all the time. No. They build bodies. They don't jump yeah. out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they shake hands very awkwardly for a long time. <laughs> they do. The original script uh, had a single one-on-one chase with the Predator as its premise. Uh, It was a single soldier fighting it to the death in the jungle. Schwarzenegger did not like that idea, so he asked for a rewrite. The creature was hunting a crew of soldiers instead with his idea. This led to the rest of the cast members getting their jobs. Nice. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. And of course, he handpicked everybody. He was like, Jesse Ventura, uh, that guy, (laughs) that guy. Seriously. (laughs) Carl Weathers, of course, Carl Weathers. So all the soldiers, they hitch a ride in some Jeeps, and Dutch leaves the group in his Jeep. He kind of peels off because he's, he's the leader, and he's got some stuff yeah. to figure out. Yeah. 
Dutch gets the skinny on uh, why the best of the best got called in. Why do you need the best of the best? <laughs> uh, 18 hours ago, I was informed that one of our choppers transporting three presidential cabinet members from this charming little country was shot down. Uh, the pilots radioed from the ground that they were all alive. The position was fixed by the transponder beacon on board the chopper. It's a rescue mission. That's, yep. the, that's the premise. It's a rescue mission. In a hostile country. Yeah. <laughs> they crossed the border. So why did not the regular army? Because somebody said you're the best. <laughs> Dylan, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Mega meme alert, correct? Mega meme alert. <laughs> <laughs> And then comes on the yeah the Dylan and Dutch muscle show. <laughs> the CIA is getting you a little soft, eh, Dylan? <laughs> Too much <laughs> pencil and paper. And then he's just like, "All right, already, all right, already, yeah. all right, already." And then camera pans to their biceps, <laughs> a solid <laughs> three oh, times. Uh, luckily for everybody, though, it turns out that this mission is going to be a piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> it's going to be a one-day operation, swoop in, rescue the cabinet members, and Dylan is going to go with on the mission, whether you like it or not. <laughs> General, my team works alone. You know that. We all have our orders. <laughs> we find out Dylan is to take over once the hostage is secure. Uh, Welp, it's mission time. It's mission just, time. I love these movies because it's just, get right into it. Drop them in. <laughs> Back in the choppers, headed to the rendezvous point, bathed in red light. Uh, chaw anyone? <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no thank thanks. you. We see Mac dry shaving in the nearly darkness on a helicopter. What's up with that the whole movie? Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is probably the sweatiest human being I've ever seen yeah. on camera. <laughs> so he doesn't need shaving cream, does he? doesn't he? need shaving cream. He reminds me of Brendan Fraser and Bedazzled when he's the basketball player and they just have all the sweat dripping down like Shaq. Oh my you know, God. that's one movie I've only seen once and oh. it's kind of a black hole in my movies and everybody says they love it. It's so good. I need to see I it again. I don't think that's 90s, but we're going to do that. If it has to be extra credit, we're going to do it. If I had to make a guess, I'd say like 1998. 1999, something like that. When did Bedazzled come out? 2000, October 20th, 2000. Extra credit it is. Extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. On the helicopter ride, we find out that there ain't going to be no backup for our fellas. Nope. This is getting better by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the first of Hawkins' jokes. Uh, he told his girlfriend he wanted a little pussy. So does she. Hers is huge. It's as big as a house. Great joke. It's it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great is a gigantic stretch. I don't understand. So when you read the script, the joke is different. It's like a much cleaner joke that does. It's just like a really run of the mill like dad joke. I don't remember what it is. But. Yeah. So did he ad lib those? I don't understand. Like just to give the movie a little extra R rating. Like I, I guess uh, that's it. Yeah. Just to make it a little more edgy, a little more adult. <laughs> Sure. This well, one's worse than the next one. Yes, is. this one is worse. The, but they're the both bad. Yeah, the next one's actually a little funny. A little funny. A little funny. <laughs> Everybody is still refusing the chewing tobacco. That's good. That is really good. <laughs> Bunch of slack-jawed F-words. This stuff will make you sexual tyrannosaurus like me. 
Jesus. He actually said that. He actually said the F word. I'm not going to say that one. No. That one's not going to happen. No, I'm not going to say that one. (laughs) That one's not going to happen. Blaine spits on Dylan's shoes. Dylan is most definitely considered an outsider in the group. They don't really like his presence. No, they don't. No, they see him as a CIA worm, maybe. They don't trust the CIA. Yeah, yeah. That's what it seems to me, at least. They finally make it to the rendezvous point and repel into the dense jungle. Looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't pay me enough, that's for sure. No. The jungle or the helicopter repelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neither. It's a serious Vietnam influence, isn't it? Doesn't it feel like kind of like a Vietnam yeah. movie? Uh, would it be a desert landscape if it was a modern movie? Because Hollywood seems to like take the most recent locations of foreign wars and like use them as backstro- backdrops in their movies, right? True. Yeah, it probably would be. It probably would be. Just it gives me that uh, that Vietnam the Vietnam vibes of those types of movies. The film was actually shot on location in Mexico. Uh, the fictional jungles of Valverde actually are locations in Puerto Vallarta and Palanca, Palanque, Mexico. <laughs> Probably should have looked that one up. Uh, But because the Mexican jungle is deciduous, so like our trees, they lose their leaves, tons of fake leaves had to be added to the trees in order to make the jungle seem lush and inescapable. So it seems like an extra production thing that they could have just gone somewhere else. You would think. Didn't have to do that, but it must have been the cheapest thing that they could have had. The men, they all cautiously move through the jungle at this point. They come across uh, the downed helicopter stuck in a tree. Both pilots, a single gunshot, wounded the head. And the chopper was stripped of anything useful. The chopper was taken out with a heat seeker. <laughs> it didn't crash. No. Heat seeker. Heat seeker. Man. <laughs> it was most likely being used for surveillance and not an escort mission. Definitely puts Dylan under a microscope at this point because yeah. lies are already unraveling. We're five minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. A heat seeker missile is pretty sophisticated for a bunch of half-assed mountain boys. <laughs> 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 but there's something else. Six men with U.S. issued boots. I mean, what could that mean? Yeah. Uh, probably that Dutch and his gang are the second attempt. Probably. Yeah. Time for some further investigation. We see Billy sucking on a vine. That's a thing. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until this movie. Me neither. It must be kind of like that whole cactus water in a desert type I, of thing. I guess. Yeah. Seemed like it was. He has a feeling, though, at this point, you oh, know, because yeah. he's a Native American, so he's attuned to the world beyond what the eyes can perceive. Obviously. <laughs> Stereotype, anybody? <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. A bunch of skinless corpses hanging in the jungle. Yep, yep. <laughs> Seemed a little aggressive, but... Yeah. It did. It, the movie quickly turns to a horror mo- motif. Yeah. Like, if you're going in thinking like an action thriller adventure, all of a sudden you see a whole bunch of skinless corpses. You're like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's already earned its R rating in multiple ways. Yeah. Yes, definitely has. Uh, they look pretty fake in HD, but I bet in the VHS era, it seemed very more realistic. Oh, definitely. Uh, you can hear the predator clicks and stuff as Billy approaches the hanging corpses at the beginning. Did you notice that? Yep. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Dutch confronted with the dog tags from a U.S. soldier, Jim Hopper. So, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> if all the events of Stranger Things as we know it end in 1985... Would it be unbelievable if the CIA targeted Jim Hopper and recruited him to investigate some weird shit in Central America? Nope. Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. Yeah. I caught that in Hawkins. Yeah. Which is the high school. Yeah. It's now 1987. Jim Hopper and his new team, six men in total, are assigned to a CIA asset, Dylan, to investigate the strange murders in the jungles of Central America with the cover story that they are there to rescue several CIA agents captured by rebels with their helicopter when their helicopter was shot down over the jungles of Guatemala. During their trek, 
Hopper's team quickly discovers the wreckage of agent of the agent's helicopter. Hopper and his men are attacked, unable to determine the deficient the, the position of their enemy due to a cloaking device. They desperately fire in all directions, but ultimately, all of them were either incapacitated or killed. Dutch heads a rescue team that is called in by Dylan to find out what happened to Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper, from Stranger Things, ends up skinned alive in the jungles of Guatemala by a predator to be found by Dutch. That is quite the interesting fan theory. It's crazy, but <laughs> it kind of makes sense. The Jim Hopper thing, and I forget what Hawkins is, but there's some sort of Hawkins, which is also that's the name the, of the city. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the name of the city? In Stranger Things, it's the high school. Yes, it's the high school. Yep. Okay. Oh, and Hawkins is the one of the soldiers. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. The soldiers. But, that was weird. So, thank you, Reddit. Uh, so now, for the real cinematic universe that the Predator connects to, there's actually video evidence of this in all these movies, so it's kind of interesting to actually <laughs> talk about. So the fictional country, the fictional country of Valverde has appeared in numerous films and television shows, including Commando, uh, Die Hard 2, so, since the Predator also connects with Alien, because they've had movies together, yep. uh, Alien has its own Easter eggs that connect it to Blade Runner. So, that would make it interconnected with a, an interconnected universe that includes all of the following films. All of the Alien movies, all of the Predator movies, all of the Die Hard films, Blade Runner and its sequel, and Commando. They all share one giant universe. That's a multiverse I want to tap into. <laughs> That's a multiverse, isn't it? <laughs> that would be sweet. That is quite the quite the amalgamation of uh, movies from the 80s to yeah. throw in there. It's, it's very cool. And now when I watch these movies, I'm going to be looking for these Easter eggs. So yeah. I can't wait for that. Anyway, got him down, Mac. Mac, <laughs> got him down. <laughs> so why are they actually there? Uh, what was with the second group of soldiers? Yep. Uh, there's no sign of them. It's likely they disappeared. Did the gorillas do this? <laughs> it's really impossible for us to know at this point. So Dutch orders his men to spread out with no sound because it's payback time. Payback time. Uh, get that minigun out. <laughs> Very excited to get that minigun this out. This is one of the sweetest things in <laughs> cinema history to see Ventura with this minigun. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So that gun is actually called the M134 minigun. Uh, that's used by Jesse Ventura. And it is not a real weapon that any soldier can actually <laughs> use. It's meant to be used uh, attached to a tripod on the side of a helicopter. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, the weapon alone weighs over 100 pounds and can fire up to 6,000 rounds a minute, making it impossible for any human to use as depicted, depicted in this film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still really cool. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Uh, we find out, though, that the group of men is being watched by who? By what? Suddenly, we're transported to a completely new point of view in the movie. In some strange heat view. Some would maybe call it heat vision. Yeah. <laughs> the heat vision actually is not heat vision in this movie. Okay. Uh, the filmmakers attempt to use actual heat vision for the Predator. Uh, the specific camera, camera proved impractical on uh, location shoots. So instead, normal footage was made into a negative in post-production, and then exaggerated heat vision colors were oh, okay. added to create the effect. Nice. Hmm. Could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dutch and his crew are being watched, and they have no idea at this point. Uh, the reveal of the monster uh, being so close to them is very intense, yeah. right? Like, that he's right there on top of them, and we don't know. They, don't, they have no idea at right. this point. 
the soldiers continue to wander the jungle looking for the gorillas. They are being stalked by the predator in a cool and efficient manner. <laughs> uh, being well trained, it seems that the soldiers know that something is up. They kind of do keep up, keep looking up to the trees. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe that's just their training. You know, to look all around, but it seems like they're purposefully like. Out of the corner of their eye, maybe noticing something that causes their eyes to dot, dart up. Right. Dutch's team finds that gorilla base fairly easily. Yeah. Fairly. Very easy. <laughs> Very easily. So they decide to blow it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they use the catalyst of one of the gorillas murdering one of the hostages that they have, just blowing him away. His brain's spilled all over the place. Yeah. I just really have to say one thing about this whole sequence is God, I love the eighties. Cause <laughs> it's just this is something that just makes you think of eighties action movies. Oh yeah. It's just nonstop explosions and gunfire for five minutes. Yeah. I love the distraction that Arnold pull that he provides, lifting that water pump truck up and just getting it to go. Like it's just an excuse for Arnold to like show his biceps off, right? Again. <laughs> like Again. for the second time so far. Again. And he loaded it with C four? He loaded it with C four at yeah. some point. Yes. Yes, he yes. loaded he throws a bag on there right at the very beginning unless you're really paying yeah, attention you yeah you gotta it. really really watch but <laughs> the grenade launchers are very sweet well the grenade launch do two of them have grenade launchers i think two of them I think have two do one's yes. using it as his main weapon and yes. one's holding two weapons yes he is yes <laughs> those two characters hawkins and poncho are very confusable yes especially since hawkins takes his glasses on and off yep. throughout the movie yep. they're very confusable when they're going into action it's glasses on when they're not in action it's glasses off yeah he even finds time to put them on when he chases down the hostage <laughs> Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, when they get into this after he throws the truck in and explodes it, one of the first dudes that comes around the corner that Ventura lights up with that minigun <laughs> just gets him like 20 times. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes me think like Tropic Thunder got motivation from this movie <laughs> to be to. over the top. Had to. Oh, that's so good. Did you notice everybody was firing from the hip also? Everybody is hip firing <laughs> in the entire movie. Everyone. It's, again, another excuse to show off the biceps. It not, is. Not, not only are you hip firing the entire movie and not aiming because right. you don't need to because no. you're that badass. <laughs> you're not using the strap. No one's using the strap either. So you're not even you don't even have it over your shoulder. No. You're just one armed fucking holding that like a badass <laughs> the whole movie. Doesn't make any sense. No, it and doesn't. And the most accurate shot. From a hip fire I've ever seen. You know, it's the total opposite of golden eye trained yes. agents firing, aiming, and missing a hundred times. No, hundred no. percent accuracy. Yes, from Dutch and the crew. Yes, even when well, this whole sequence, Dylan looks like really scared the whole time. Yeah, and when he gets confronted by the one soldier that he kills almost in the whole sequence, he's literally just spraying his gun just from spraying. side to side. <laughs> it's just like, okay, man. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the uh, machete to the gut? Uh, interesting. Interesting. Why was why, there's two instances of people trying to sneak up on Dutch while yeah. they're holding a gun? Yeah. Just shoot him. Just shoot him. Just shoot him. Arnold does have a good line, though. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> they all seem super invincible through that whole sequence, or maybe the gorillas are really bad shots. I one, guess. one or the other. Dutch, the Dutch gets a hostage and it's a lady Ooh, yep. it's a lady <laughs> i'm kind of surprised they didn't just kill her in that instance i am too she's not one of the hostages they're looking for right. i mean I guess they they want maybe some information from her maybe but why not just if they're not going to kill her just tie her to something and then leave her there yeah i don't get the information from her right there who knows 
Dutch finds out that uh, nothing is as it seems and everything about this mission is a lie. The CIA is truly a shifty organization. The CIA and the Russians are like in bed with each other at this at this uh, guerrilla camp. So something big was going to go down here. <laughs> yep, something was. Thanks, Mac. Uh, time to get the men ready to move. There seems to be some stragglers at the guerrilla camp. Son of a Bitches dug in like an Alabama tick. You're hit, man. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got time to duck? <laughs> you got time to duck? Oh, man. How many times you said that line and not actually watch it in the movie? It just made me laugh every single time. I ain't got time to bleed. It was so nonchalant. All right. Well, you are. So yes. <laughs> uh, do you have time to duck? <laughs> His okay is like. Who is this guy? Yeah. Like, okay. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? Dutch and Dylan have a pretty big confrontation at this point while they're looking through documents that are strewn all over the place in what would be probably the headquarters of where the gorillas are at in this little village or whatever. Yeah. Dylan is in some uh, really bad trouble at this point. You set us up. It's all bullshit. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan got them to do his dirty work, basically, where Hopper, when Hopper disappeared. Uh, he didn't disappear, you skinned alive. So you cooked up a story and dropped six of us in a meat grinder. <laughs> You're an expendable asset. My men aren't expendable. <laughs> so it's time to move out. Time to move out. <laughs> Dylan wants to bring the hostage. She's his baggage, basically. You fall behind, you're on your own. <laughs> I may be embellishing my Arnold lines a little bit, but uh, I think it makes it more funny. It makes it way more fun. <laughs> Dutch and his men are still being watched by the Predator, and he's recording their conversations, learning from them, hunting them, especially yeah. uh, Dylan and Max's interaction with the Scorpion. So he's like teaching himself English? Seems like it. Because by the end, he can speak it, apparently. Uh, he can, apparently. Kind, kind of. Yes. Which, maybe I'll just skip to this part a little bit. When uh, um, uh, Her name's Anna, the hostage that they take. When she talks about how she witnessed this as a child, how long has the Predator been in their jungle? Yeah. Decades? Yeah. We don't know how long, like, the the date of when he landed, when he was ejected to Earth. True. It's just a weird little little tidbit that was in there. I'm like, how, Definitely how long doesn't has really he been make there? Sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Especially with Dylan and Max's interaction with that scorpion, the whole turnaround anytime that comes back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, their location is hot for pickup, so they got to make it to the border. So back to the jungle, through a valley. And Billy wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is some sort of uh, meaning behind that behind that phrase, but that uh, this is the only time I've ever heard that phrase is in this movie. Yeah. Great for us. This is where the fun is really going to begin for the movie. So great for us that that's going to happen. Before they go, we get a second joke from Hawkins. You got a you got a big pussy. You got a big pussy. The the echo. That's the echo. A, that so, one's a little funny, so but why'd you say it twice? I didn't. I didn't. Because of, of the echo. Billy loves it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get that super weird predator hearing him laugh, and it sounds super crazy and maniacal. And the predator obviously doesn't get the joke. No, he doesn't get it. <laughs> As they leave, Billy is looking to the trees. He knows something's out there because you know Native American. Right. Right. Obviously. <laughs> More heat vision as the Predator analyzes Dutch and company's handiwork at the gorilla camp. Predator hand reveal and picks up that uh, dead scorpion. So this is kind of the first time we get to see maybe what this thing looks like a yeah. little bit. In the jungle again with Dutch's team making their way to the border. Blaine and Mac, uh, they take a little break. They share a drink. They're best buds. You lose it here and you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> and the hostage tries to make a break for it unsuccessfully. 
Maybe she should be on a leash. Uh, just at that moment, Billy thinks he spots something in the foliage. What's got Billy so spooked? He's been acting squirrely all day. <laughs> Dutch goes over and joins Billy. What is it? What the hell's wrong with you? There's something in those trees. <laughs> He's right. It's the predator. <laughs> Time for the hostage to make a break for it again. <laughs> See you later, hostage. Hawkins chases her. Hawkins dies. No more jokes. No more jokes. I'm surprised they didn't go for a trifecta because isn't the rule of three? You would think so. Because the third one, even if it was even worse, would have been like, oh, I get it. There's three of them. It's funny. It's funny. It's the third one. First look at the Predator, all cloaked in his cloaky form, which is pretty cool. Shane Black, who played Hawkins, because he's dead now. We'll talk about him for a second. He also wrote Lethal Weapon and the future Predator film, the fourth one from 2018. He was the writer and director. Producers later admitted they cast him more for his writing skills. They hoped that he'd be available for on-set script punch-ups. Whatever that is. is. Like, I think just kind of rewriting the script on the fly. Yeah. Uh, He refused to do any rewrites. So that's why he was the first person (laughs) killed. (laughs) Because they wrote it in the script. He's not going to rewrite it. So you're dead. (laughs) You're dead. (laughs) Shane Black did work on his script for The Last Boy Scout from 1991 while he was on the set. That one stars Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Have you ever seen The Last Boy Scout? Uh-uh. I saw it once years ago. I, uh, homework. Let's do it. Homework. <laughs> so back to our gang, and they find one deceased Hawkins. Well, they think it's him at least. What in God's name? Where the hell is his body? Does the hostage have any answers? Nope. She's scared and scarred at this <laughs> point. Yep. The jungle came alive and took him. Why didn't they take his radio, and why didn't the hostage escape? They did the same thing to Hopper. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. And so at this point, they're still all believing that it's still gorillas, people, not the Predator. They still have, it's kind of interesting that the, they just reference it a little bit. Nobody's like, what is going on? Yeah, you know, yeah. Nobody's expecting an alien to be hunting them at all. Nope. It's time to find out what the fuck is going on. And <laughs> uh, Dutch wants Hawkins' body found. Dutch orders his men to double back and investigate. And we find out what happened to Hawkins' body. It got strung up. Not skinned yet. Blaine gets taken out by an energy weapon while they're looking for uh, Hawkins' body. Yeah. Mac is the first one on the scene. And he sees a pair of yellow eyes turn and fade into the jungle. Contact! (laughs) And it's time for one of the more famous scenes you can see in an 80s movie. Oh, yeah. Right? This scene is everywhere. If you've never seen Predator, there's a good chance you've probably seen this scene. Everybody shoots up the jungle for a very extended period of time. Very extended period of time. It's amazing in its excess. Yeah. Because it's just six dudes just firing guns. Just just blasting. (laughs) All hip firing again. (laughs) Using guns that don't exist (laughs) like the minigun. Hip firing, launching grenades over there. It's insane. (laughs) I timed it and it was almost a three minute scene of them shooting guns. And shooting guns for three minutes is a very long time. In a very movie. long time. Very unrealistic. But hey. And for all their bullet shooting, all they did was wing the Predator a little bit. Yeah, all they did was destroy the shit out of that set. <laughs> <laughs> that set is messed up. It did leave a tra- It did cause the Predator to leave a trail of uh, glowing green blood. 
that the hostage does discover. Yep. But she doesn't point it out to Dutch and his men. Instead, she wipes it on her pants. Yep. Why yep. not be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Time to speak English now. <laughs> Time to speak English. After the minigun runs completely out of ammo, Dutch asks what happened. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, just come in, just do whatever you need to do and ask questions later. Yep, that's what a shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Max saw it. Saw what? Saw what? <laughs> we get to see Blaine's massive chest wound, at least just part of it. Yeah. Do you think they were told they can't show the same, the whole thing, or do you think it just didn't look believable? Maybe probably didn't look believable. Yeah, probably not. Uh, they do comment that it's all cauterized and there's no shrapnel, so it's obviously an energy wound. That's obvious, I guess. And that uh, energy weapon that the predator has, I love the sound of it. I like yeah. clap, boom. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. And better yet, there's no trace of anyone or anything. They have nothing. They have nothing at all. Completely nothing. Dutch orders Mac to set up a defensive position and for Dylan to get on the radio. So to get for Mac to get set up in a defensive position, uh, that includes putting a bunch of claymores and flares everywhere. So <laughs> yep. there's nobody getting close to them without heading, hitting some sort of tripwire. Uh, Mac says his goodbyes to Blaine at this point. They share one last drink with his buddy. Goodbye, bro. Goodbye, bro. It's a great line. I love it. So emotional. His face is so emotional. Yeah. Mac's, Mac's face is so emotional. Pretty much the whole movie. Pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very true. <laughs> We finally get our first real glimpse of the Predator, and it's 53 minutes into the movie. It's the Jaws effect. Yeah. That's the Jaws effect for sure. The Predator is patching himself up, letting out that scream, that scream that's not of this earth. (laughs) Only Billy and the hostage seem to notice, though. Yeah. I guess you could maybe chalk it up to jungle noises, but still, it'd be like nothing that you've heard the whole time that you've been there, I would assume. I think a few more people would notice. The suit? That he is wearing was very different originally. Uh, the director hated the original suit design and halted production so a new one could be created. The old suit was described as being a cross between a cockroach and a duck. All right. Have you ever seen any footage of it? No. I've seen a couple of YouTube videos where I've seen pictures of like especially JCVD in it with the, yeah. hat, with the helmet off. Uh, Stan Winston, a effects creator who worked on the Terminator, James Cameron suggested the mandibles. So that's who made it, Stan Winston. James Cameron was like, hey, you guys should give that thing mandibles. And then he left the set. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that actually comes up. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall, the actor, was 7'2". So he really does tower over Arnold Schwarzenegger. When you think about at the end of the movie, is it camera effects? No, the dude's seven two, yeah. and Arnold's like six foot at best. So he's got right. yeah, like over tw- fourteen inches on Arnold. Seriously, that's unbelievable. He was a ballet dancer and an actor. He replaced the five nine Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> uh, and he endured sweltering heat in the new two hundred pound suit. He's fairly athletic for wearing two hundred pounds of rubberized alien suit. Yeah, he is it's pretty impressive. Speaking of JCVD, he was the original actor. Uh, to don the predator suit, there are a number of different there are a number of different accounts as to why he was replaced. The explanation for Van Dam's dismissal and/or quitting range from uh, Van Dam complained too much. He broke the creature's head in- during uh, production. <laughs> uh, he was too short to seem intimidating against the heroes. He was tossed out simply because the entire design was tossed out. He passed out too often in the suit. <laughs> that's a that's a downfall. And finally. 
Good old-fashioned creative differences. Like, I'm pissed that I don't get to show off my martial arts skills and I won't be seen because I'm in a giant rubber suit. Right, right. <laughs> you would have got to a little bit at the end. A little bit, yeah. It's interesting. JCVD. I wonder if this movie would have just totally sucked without the current Predator. Right. The Predator's incarnation, as we right. know it. Look at that little puny boy. <laughs> It would have been weird to have it be smaller. Right, smaller it, it than would have Arnold. Been, it like you said, he's only six feet realistically. Yeah. So, yeah. It would have been interesting. Well, Dylan, he finally raises command on the radio. They're still too deep in the jungle for extraction. They are expendable, after all. Yeah. Dylan asks Mac, what happened? What hit us today? I don't know. I only saw one of them. Camouflage. There was one. Those eyes disappeared. Nothing on this earth could survive a full pack from that minigun. That's a great impression of him. It sounds exactly like him, dude. He's, I love that. He's so quiet he throughout is. the whole movie. So it kind of works perfect. And always out of breath. He must have COPD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's sweating a storm. He so. really is. He is sweating a storm the whole time. I wonder what's... Do you think it's like stress sweat? I mean, the jungle's hot. He's just I a mean, sweaty guy. Yeah, the jungle's hot. He's a sweaty guy. <laughs> he's a sweaty guy. Dutch gives Mac the first watch because he's like, yeah, man, you are... Uh, going off the deep end here why don't you entertain yourself with the moon <laughs> it's kind of interesting dylan wants some answers from the hostage though uh, he asks her what she saw so poncho asks her because poncho speaks spanish and nobody else does besides a few phrases she just keeps saying the same thing the jungle came alive and took him what about billy he knows something he's scared bullshit he ain't afraid of no man there's something out here waiting for us and it ain't no man we're all going to die. <laughs> He's so resolute in that. We're all going to die. <laughs> Whatever's out there, it killed Hopper, and now it wants us. <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, and Mac has gone off the deep end. The moon is his only friend. Yeah. PSTD, any, PTSD, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He's dealing with some serious mental problems, serious man. Serious mental he got problems. mental problems, man. <laughs> Just then, something sets off one of the flares. Everyone runs to Mac's location. It was a boar. Mac killed it dead. Dead. <laughs> Stabbing it over and over and over. And then, oops, <laughs> left the hostage alone. Better yeah, go check that out. Whoops, Daisy. <laughs> but she didn't run. Why didn't she run? <laughs> and Blaine's body's gone. It came through the tripwires. Took him right out from under us. So was it a distraction, purposeful distraction by the Predator to get Blaine's body? Probably. I would think so. It yeah. wasn't just like, uh, I'm watching him. Oh, my God, this is happening. I'm going to yeah. steal that body. Right, right. Seems he'd be more calculated than that. <laughs> yeah. <I would. laughs> the next morning, he came in to get the body. He's killing them one at a time. Like a hunter. He's using the trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how he said it at all. He's using the trees. <laughs> Dutch rushes over to the hostage. Tell me what you know now. No more games. <laughs> and she speaks English. She speaks English. She speaks English. I understand why she kept it from everybody, but it probably would have been way more helpful for her to be speaking English from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't know what it is. It changes colors like a chameleon. Is she saying he was killed by a fucking lizard? There's two or three more men out there at most. A fucking lizard? <laughs> What's your name? Anna. <laughs> Dutch believes her. That thing is hunting us, and you know that. So Dutch cuts her loose. That's all he needs. That's, That's all, all he needs. needs. Dylan can't believe that Dutch just cut the zip tie handcuffs off the hostage. Uh, Dylan wants to head to the rendezvous point at this point and get onto the chopper out of there. <laughs> it's only 10 miles away. That's it. That's it? Just it's 10 only 10 miles. Through incredibly dense jungle. Yeah, getting chased by the predator. <laughs> getting chased by the predator. 
Plus, do you think that that helicopter is going to wait for them? I mean, that's the only reason they're there, so maybe they'd wait a little bit? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they would. Dutch is hell-bent on taking care of their situation. Dylan, we make a stand now, or there will be no one left to go to the chopper. Go to, he almost said it. He almost said <laughs> he it. Almost said <laughs> go to the chopper. Anna has one more thing to share, though. When the big man was killed, you must have wounded it. There was blood on the leaves. If it bleeds... Then we can kill it. Uh, That's a great line. It is, it is. The filmmakers originally used an orange substance for the creature's blood, and they were going to just, like, punch it up a little bit in post-production to make it look great. The orange goop just looked so bad on camera, they decided to make a change. They wound up using liquid from the inside of glow sticks that they just bought at, like, a convenience store. Nice. That's it. It makes sense that it's glow stick stuff. Do you think that the actors, that when they got it like on their face and stuff, like, you don't want to eat that? No. That's gross. Definitely not. Not a good thing to eat. Not a good thing to eat. Time to get serious, though, and lay some traps using things from the jungle. Basically constructing a very large snare trap. That's what they do the whole time. You really think this Boy Scout bullshit is really going to work? You can see our tripwires. Maybe it can't see this. Instead of complaining, maybe you should help. (laughs) So Dylan does help. Yeah. Along with everybody else. Uh, Carl Weathers' arms are so chiseled. So chiseled. So chiseled. I've never seen him in anything but Happy Gilmore. Rocky. He's Apollo oh, Creed yeah, and Rocky. Yeah, that's right. He's that's pretty right. cut okay, in that movie, too. But it's been too. a long time yes. since I've seen that. But he is, his arms are gigantic. Yeah. I was going to put this huge thing in this podcast about how they were all working out on set. I'm just going to paraphrase it for everybody here. (laughs) So Arnold was really into working out tons on the set of this movie, so much so that he spent like thousands of dollars to have equipment flown to uh, Mexico where they were filming. And everybody would get up like three hours before filming started, and they would all pump iron together and get ready for the movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, Carl Weathers was so like worried about not being big enough for the movie, he would get up an hour earlier than everybody else Jeez. and work out even more. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And there was one other thing that I read where somebody said the phrase like manly men came from Arnold on the production of this movie because that's what they would chant while they were working out manly men, manly <laughs> men. <laughs> that's hilarious. That would have been a very interesting like room to walk into yeah. these six dudes just pumping iron screaming and the men, <laughs> men oh it would have been a very interesting room to walk into <laughs> well it worked for Carl weathers because he looks great he does look great with the trap set it's time to catch themselves an alien mac is dry sa- shaving again so that yeah. means he's in the zone for he, killing he's in the zone he's in the zone also, wouldn't the predator the predator just have been watching them the whole time while they were building the trap like he does the rest of the movie? One would assume. He would have just said, note to self, don't get caught in the trap. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's his sleeping time. He had to go take a nap. A little nappy for the predator. He was all tuckered out. Yep. <laughs> With the team staking out the trap, there's only one way in and out of their location. Anna tells them a little story. She saw this once before she was a child, like we mentioned before. So yeah. the Predator has been doing this for years, apparently. Apparently, They would find uh, their men dead, sometimes skinned, sometimes worse. What's worse than dead and skinned? Uh, <laughs> I, I, not a lot. I don't know. It only happens in the hottest years. And this year grows hot. They called the Predator the demon who makes trophies of man. She said it in Spanish, but I wasn't going to make either of us try to say that in <laughs> Spanish. See. See, with everyone in position waiting on the Predator to make its move, Dutch Dutch ventures into the middle of the trap, almost setting it off in the process. Yeah. I guess he saw something. Yeah. Why would he do that? Using himself for know. bait? 
doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense, but it was something to get the movie going again. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't see anything because the predator was behind him and actually gets caught in the trap for a half a second, sending him into the air and exploding. Seems pretty deadly. Yeah. Seems pretty deadly. The predator still managed to the predator still manages to escape, though, leaping out of the net and into the nearest tree. <laughs> yeah. Poncho gets taken out by the giant swinging log that they hung. That's not good for Poncho. No. Mac goes after the predator into the jungle. The big thing, though, is that Dylan finally sees the Predator. So there's somebody else that's uh, seen it, seen what's going on. Things are definitely weird going on here. (laughs) And as they say, seeing is believing. Dutch tells Billy to go get Ramirez on his feet, and they do. And then he also tells them to get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. It's not the big one yet. Get to the chopper. Yeah. He finally said it, though. Like Get to the chopper. Dylan volunteers to go after Mac, but that's not his style, and Dutch knows it, so he's very suspicious of Dylan. He's even more suspicious. He should have just been like, you need to just get out of here, dude. You're being (laughs) creepy. (laughs) Uh, What does Dylan actually know? We don't quite know yet, but we're going to find out pretty soon. Dutch and friends get Ramirez up and moving. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. He keeps on saying it now. Uh, Mac is in the jungle, hot on the heels of the Predator. Dylan does catch up to Mac. Uh, he hears a whisper over here. Is that Mac? Yes, it is yes. Mac. It, it is Mac. And they have eyes on the predator. Out there, past the trees. Fully cloaked. And they can still see him. It makes sense. Like, you could probably see that if you, like, knew what you were looking for. Yeah. I would think so. So the invisibility cloaking effect was achieved by using a bright red suit. Because it was the furthest color opposite of green and blue. The sky and the, you know, the foliage all around. And it was the size of the predator. The red was removed with a chroma key, which is the green screen technique that it's just called chroma key, leaving an empty area. The take was then repeated without the actors using a, a 30% wider lens on the camera. When the two uh, takes were combined optically, the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area because the second take was filmed with the wider lens. Sure. A vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. Nice. It's an interesting way to do that. How yeah. do you even like understand that that's how you would do that? Right. That's crazy. It's a, some very smart uh, cinematographer right there. Mac, he has a score to settle, but they both do. They both do. Dylan's plan to flush the predator out does not go well for Mac. No, it does not. <laughs> His brains end up all over the jungle floor. <laughs> There's a, some pretty good head exploding in this movie. It's like yeah. just a blood-filled balloon. It's... <laughs> <laughs> We find out why uh, Anna hasn't been killed. It's because she's been unarmed. There's no sport in killing a defenseless prey. So back to Dylan. Let's just say things don't go well for Dylan. He spots Mac's lifeless body. That's not a good thing. Uh, he hears anytime in a whisper. So what's going on? Mac's <laughs> dead. Yeah. Because uh, that was not Mac. Then he gets his arm blown off by the Predator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As he's firing his gun, at least, bringing that muzzle up, getting ready to fire As that he's gun. Firing. And then it keeps firing, yeah, even just, though you see his finger go off the trigger <laughs> right away. But it's still going, it's and no he's fine. still screaming like he is shooting. No! <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that they do a very good job of showing us the bloody stump yep. and hiding his arm. It's a very convincing bloody stump. Right, I, right. I like it a lot. I was like, let's see it. Come on, let's see. Oh, there it is. There Conv- it is. Convincing, convincing. And then, unfortunately, for uh, our buddy Dylan, he gets Wolverine clawed to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> That's more of an Arnold, but you know. Dutch hears, <laughs> Dutch hears Dylan's death scream, and all he has to say is, let's go. Let's That's go. it. He doesn't care about Dylan one bit anymore. His old buddy crossed him, double-crossed him too many times. Way too many times. 
He knows there's no chopper ride for Dylan this time. Billy, however, decides to stay behind and face the predator with a machete, and then he cuts himself with it. With it. Uh, okay. Let's, yeah, sure. He's pumping himself up by giving <laughs> himself a serious wound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's staying behind for the greater good, sacrificing himself to save the others, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. There's really no other explanation. Maybe he really hates aliens. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a weird guy. <laughs> he's a weird guy. <laughs> Any way you look at it, he does not stand a chance. <laughs> Cue death scream. Yeah, there's the death scream. <laughs> Would you like to give me his death scream? great death scream then cue the attack on the rest of the group that was a very quick like the predator was really moving because he's like billy's like just done screaming and then they're getting attacked in the jungle they must not have been very far away ramirez is killed first and very quickly anna picks up his weapon dutch is not gonna let that happen Mm. no He kicks the gun out of her hands and shoots the predator, shoots at the predator. He doesn't shoot the predator. The predator shoots back, striking Dutch in the upper arm and shoulder, only wounding him after it's completely destroyed everybody else. Everybody else, but not him. Not him. It doesn't even really break the skin. Not really. There's one scene where his arm kind of looks like when a hot dog bursts when you're cooking it on the grill. Yeah, That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. And then it looks like a leaf is just on there. <laughs> one of the times I'm like, did he get shot? Because he's moving pretty easily. After. I rewound my DVD and went frame by frame to watch where it hit him. And it hits him like in the chest. Should yeah. have killed him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's on his shoulder. And then all of a sudden he's fine. Yeah. And he's just fine. He's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch then has some very specific instructions for Anna. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! (laughs) Oh, man. So So great. Get to the chopper is Arnold Schwarzenegger's personal favorite catchphrase of all time of any of his movies. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's I, awesome. It rolls off the tongue. It's very recognizable. Yeah. Everybody says it. <laughs> At this point, Dutch's only option is to run straight off a cliff. Well, he kind of <laughs> slides off the cliff, but still. Still. Oh, shit. <laughs> so there's something. And let's face it. He's dead here. Yeah. The original shot, there is no way. No. How, no matter how fast he's going on this slide that he makes it to the water. Because no. there's so much rocks and <laughs> yeah. dirt before that. And then it literally cues to what looks like a totally different movie yep, totally of different a man movie. that looks like Arnold just falling into water. And they, then it goes back to the same Predator style movie. I'm like, oh, very weird. okay. So do you think they had convinced some dude on the set to like jump off of a high place and just film it? Basically. Basically. That's what it looks they like. They just had some like second. About six foot kind of tan <laughs> yeah. and a little buff. Hey, you jump off of that for 25 bucks? Because, I mean, 25 bucks is a lot in 1987. And I'll be in the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll jump in there. Will <laughs> I get a credit? No, no, no credit for you. No credit. <laughs> $25? All right. You're on. <laughs> this, the fall time is suspiciously long, too, yeah. with the two cuts. It's very, very long. Yeah. He gets put into, Dutch falls into kind of like a washing, machi- a washing machine situation, yeah. tossed around, and then off a waterfall, so another fall. And then uh, one more set of rapids. But he makes it out pretty well unscathed. Yeah. Not even a scratch. Yeah, really, he's fine. <laughs> he's just, that shot doesn't even affect nope. him at this point. He probably is going to stand up. Ooh, that was brisk. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but he crawls up the beach instead, getting completely covered in mud. Uh, but the predator is still on his trail because a 150-foot fall, it ain't going to stop the predator. No. Not going to stop the predator. Predator's got a predate. <laughs> predate. <laughs> Whatever that means. 
Now covered head to toe in mud, Dutch comes face to face with the Predator and hiding in the roots of an upturned tree. It's a great scene and the Predator can't see him. Dutch finally found a weakness to exploit. Yep. Uh, being a man of action, Dutch makes a plan. Dutch has got a plan and sets more traps. Looking buff. <laughs> Where is the Predator at this time? He is deboning Billy. Nobody <laughs> has any idea. <laughs> he is deboning Billy and adding his skull to his collection. Dutch continues to prepare for the showdown, making a homemade bow and arrow. He's got lots of time. Like, that's lots pretty, of time. That's pretty impressive. And some improvised explosives and some leaves. Great. That's going to work. Yeah. And covering himself in more mud. Looking buff. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, he's got the fire lit too. You know, right. So Predator is super preoccupied. Very preoccupied. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, mud does not work. You should, If you should ever find yourself being hunted by an alien using heat vision, yeah. uh, don't cover yourself in mud because it's not it. going to block an infrared sensor. No. <laughs> it was actually a Mythbusters episode on it. So if anybody loves Mythbusters, go find that. <laughs> Mythbusters ran its course with me when I used to watch it. Yeah. Right. It was good for a couple of seasons. And then I was like, oh, I don't I don't care if you know, I don't care about these myths. I'd love to see them myth bust uh, Arnold making a bow like that. I like that. <laughs> that should have they should have busted that myth as well. <laughs> with everything set and ready for the clash of the Titans, Dutch lights that giant fire and lets out his battle cry. <laughs> it's a little more guttural, but I'll go with that one. It was uh, that's crazy. <laughs> it is was. what it was. And it was really long too. Yeah. That was enough to get the predator's attention. Uh, that was enough to get the predator's attention and now it is on. Let the final showdown begin. <laughs> Dutch hugging that tree, uh watching the fire he set as the predator passes right next to Dutch. It's kind of wonky and weird and doesn't make a sen- any sense, but it is still very suspenseful if you let yourself be in the movie. Right, right. It's very suspenseful. Then Dutch swings to a second tree, completely unnoticed. That is implausible. No. Movement would trump heat vision. Something. Movement would trump heat vision, I would think. The Predator approaches the fire and the bomb that Dutch built. Dutch shoots the bomb. He's got amazing air aim with that homemade bow and arrow. Yep. Exploding that bomb in the Predator's face. Uh, damaging the murderer. The murderers. He's kind of a murderer. Damaging the Predator's tech. And evening the, play- pl- evening the playing field to a certain extent. Yeah. The Predator ends up turning and firing wildly into the jungle. Injuring Dutch? Is it the fall out of the tree that injures him, or is it one of the shots? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. How did they? How did the production not set a forest fire in that scene? Seriously. With all those fireworks going off yeah. immense in the jungle? And a jungle? bunch of fake leaves. And, yeah. How did yeah. they not set a forest fire? <laughs> the Predator and Dutch meet on a downed log. Dutch is still invisible to the Predator. He clings to the underside of the log, escaping, and then gathering more supplies. A staff with a bomb affixed to it, and a stick with a knife on the end. Yeah. Great. Sure. Better than nothing. It's certainly better than nothing. Now it seems as though Dutch has the upper hand to an extent. The Predator is kind of weakened. Dutch has got some weapons. The Predator doesn't know what's going on. So he tosses a rock to get the Predator's... Uh, reaction and uh, kind of show off his location a little bit to get him moving a little bit. Yeah. Then he tosses the staff. With each throw, the Predator reveals his hiding spot by shooting at the objects that Dutch throws. It's a great bit of 80s movie animation, the three beams coming together into a triangle. Yeah. So after the Predator shoots at the rock and the staff that uh, Dutch throws, which is a little bit ballsy because if you're throwing something that you need later to cause an explosion... 
Yeah. And the Predator missed it, which is also kind of weird. Really weird. Anyway, you look at it, Dutch rolls over. He grabs the the staff that he threw with the bomb on the end and throws it at the Predator in the tree, getting it to come out of the tree. Yeah. With the Predator injured and bleeding, Dutch has uh, something to track. That green bastard. (laughs) Did he say that green bastard or did he say like green blood? I couldn't tell. I can't tell I couldn't tell. It's a trail of glowing blood leading to a hidey hole. It's obviously a trap for Dutch, so he's not going to go in there. Yeah. But the Predator can still can't see Dutch as it closes in. One more explosive to create a diversion, and Dutch escapes into the water. Small problem that creates, though, no more mud. Yeah. He's completely exposed. He's visible once again. <laughs> so it's time for some fisticuffs and the final showdown again. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it is very ridiculous. And the full facial reveal of the Predator, finally. Yeah. It's very badass, and it's kind of shocking, even though you know what you're looking for. You know it's going to be coming. It's scarier than you were imagining. Definitely is. You're one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) Motherfucker. He kind of says that word. You're one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) The Predator's actual vision really sucks. Yeah, it does. Why is it so bad? I don't know. It's so bad. It's It's horrible. It's weird that he would evolve with such terrible vision. The Predator is very much physically superior, and he's really kicking Dutch's ass at this point. Oh, yeah. The flying backhand that he hits Dutch with just sends Dutch across the jungle. Yeah. If it was DBZ, he would have been like a small speck of light in the sky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And on top of that, Dutch's punches do absolutely nothing. Nothing to him. Dutch does manage to lead the Predator to his final trap that he set with the large log that he hoisted up into the trees. As the Predator continues to kick his ass. But the Predator ain't no fool. (laughs) Come on, kill me. I'm here. Kill me. Do it now. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) You loved that scene, didn't you? That scene is rough. That's for sure the worst scene. Seeing the trap, the Predator just kind of stands up and walks around it. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Very anticlimactic. It's almost comical. But then still falls for the same trap, basically. Dutch Dutch activates it, and then the Predator just stands there and takes a giant log to his face. And even if you didn't realize that Predator saw you were trying to set him up for a trap, why is he so dramatic when he kicks the twig out from the spot? It's like he realizes... I can still do it. I can still do it. So I'm going to kick it now, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure he sees me. I'm surprised I he didn't say that. I don't understand it. But but <laughs> Predator sits there, to his credit. Dutch, uh, he gets that bastard. Yep, so that's that. Predator dead, right? <laughs> Predator dead-ish. Mm, uh, not, qu- no, not, no, not quite no. yet. He's actually trying to lift the log. You can He's see trying it. trying to lift the log. So Dutch goes to finish the job by smashing the Predator's head with a rock. But... Seeing him near to death, Dutch almost takes pity on the alien, doesn't yeah, he? he does. What the hell are you? What the hell are you? And he knows English now. He knows English now because <laughs> he's been studying for the past 36 hours. Exactly. Uh, mutual respect, right? Yeah. One badass to another. Right, right. But there's no time for anything else because the Predator is going to set himself to self-destruct. <laughs> he even learned how to laugh in English. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dutch runs, and there is a giant explosion. Giant explosion. Nuclear? <laughs> Basically. It seemed like it. Yeah. Kind of seemed like it. Either way, it was a great homing it was a great homing beacon for the chopper sent to rescue Dutch and his group. Well, just Dutch now. Uh, the helicopter picks up Dutch. Uh, the African-American pilot is the actor that was in the Predator suit. Way to go, guy. Uh, <laughs> they uh, end up finding Dutch basically because of Anna. She must have made them stay behind, I guess. Yep. 
Uh, and uh, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Roll credit. We get a little bit of end credit recap uh, with the soldiers, which is kind of cool. I yeah. like that. Reintroduce our soldiers, the people that made it through the 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 movie. Uh, Predator famously stars two actors who went down to become governors, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Sonny Landham, who played Billy, made a run for governor in Kentucky, but he failed. Ooh. There was almost three future governors in a movie. In That's 19th. crazy. And then the final freeze frame on Arnold, because of course, I'm sure it was written into his deal. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> yep. Seriously. Gotta love them freeze frames. Yeah, I gotta love them freeze frames. So what did you think, Trav? I really enjoyed this movie, honestly. It's so over the top, obviously, but yes. it's it's definitely peak Arnold. We're at peak Arnold stage. Ventura's amazing in this movie. Yes. Uh, just like I said, all the times I've heard you say it, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> to see that in the movie is hilarious for me. And even though none of the action makes any sense, it's really good. It's very L- good. Like if you just ignore that they're not aiming or right. anything, it's like pretty badass how they just slaughter that whole group of yes. girls in five minutes. Yep. And yeah, the minigun, like you said, that isn't even a real weapon that can be carried. <laughs> nope. But it's awesome in the movie. It's very awesome in the movie. The action is what you think of when you think of 80s-style movie action. Yeah. Especially with military stuff involved. Yeah. It's what you think of. And it's, like, just enough sci-fi, and it doesn't try yeah. to be too funny. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's good. It's a mix of three genres. Straight action, sci-fi, and horror. Yeah. They could have leaned maybe on the horror a little bit more, I think. Maybe... Yeah. And it was gory enough for sure, but maybe a couple more instances, maybe a cheap jump scare to yeah. really give you that horror vibe because there was never really a cheap jump scare. No, I don't think I've seen anything other than Alien vs. Predator. So are the next ones any more scary? Do you know? Like, does it lean h- harder on the horror aspect? Uh, so I've seen the second one a couple of times, and it's definitely more gory. The okay. second one is a sure. lot more blood and guts in the well, second one. Well, you're not one. spending 53 minutes to reveal the Predator, too. No. So that's a huge thing. No, I fired remember that one correctly he opens the movie in a room of skinned people in like a warehouse okay like a large number of skinned people if i remember correctly last time they're like well we waited 10 minutes let's just throw it right in here right away i'm pretty sure that's what that was all right what would you think of the movie it's a very great movie it was an awesome suggestion it fits our motif for our podcast unbelievably well oh yeah so thank you man bear pig because it was a great suggest a great suggestion as movies go, it's a favorite, I have to say. I don't know if I would have considered it a favorite before we did the homework, but I have a new appreciation for the way this movie makes me think of a lot of other movies and their obvious drawing of influence from Predator. Right. So it's a, a movie that sets uh, a standard for other similar types of movies and was often copied and often parodied in media for the rest of its life. Yeah. So it's great. Arnold is almost a character of himself, a caricature of himself in the movie because it's so peak Arnold-ish. Yeah. And we had discussed before the podcast, this movie came out the same year as uh, Running, Man. Running Man, which is an unbelievable thing to think that you could have seen both of these movies in a summer, I believe. I Seriously. think Running Man was a July release also. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's unbelievable. What a box office powerhouse arnold is like that's unbelievable seriously was is was was is is both 
Well, should we get onto that homework assignment, Traff? What is it? It is The Mask. And coincidentally, 1994, Jim Carrey's The Mask. It's been a while since we've done some Carrey. Yeah, yeah. It used to be the Jim and Tim podcast for a while. (laughs) Uh, Coincidentally, The Mask 1994 is our 50th episode. Boom. So just a quick, we'll thank you a lot more in that episode. But thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. The Mask was directed by Chuck Russell. Screenplay by Mike Werb. That's a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> Story by Michael Fallon and Mark Viter. Verdeheiden. 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 Based on the mask by Dark Horse Comics. Did you know this is based on a comic? I had no idea. I did not know that either. Produced by Bob Engelman, starring Jim Carrey, of course, as Stanley Ipkiss, slash the mask, Max as Milo Stanley's Jack Russell Terrier, Peter Green as Dorian, Cameron Diaz as Tina Carlisle, Orestes Matasina as Nico Sariorestes. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Rigert as Lieutenant Mitch Calloway. Richard Jenny as Charles Charlie Schumacher and many, many more. Many, many more. <laughs> Cinematography by John R. Leonetti. Edited by Arthur Coburn. Music by Randy Edelman. Production by Dark Horse Entertainment, distributed by New Line Cinema. It was released July 29th, 1994. Once again, a range budget of 18 to $23 million. A box office of $351.6 million in 1994. Gigantic. This movie was a sensation. It's a $746.4 million comedy. Holy crap. Comedy. Yeah. That's intense. And as I've said before, the first movie I remember in theaters. Yes. My dad thinks it was TMNT, but I don't, this is the first one I remember. So. That says something. You may have gone to TMNT, but this yeah. is the one you remember. Five years old. Freshly five years freshly old. Freshly five years old. Yeah. Dad's like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> one scene that took me a really, really long time to figure out was at the muffler shop when the dudes get wheeled out on the gurneys with the mufflers up their butts. I had no idea what was going on with that scene for a long time. <laughs> ass time until i watched it maybe in my teens and i was like oh oh it's up their asses <laughs> uh, with that said trav hit me with that outro all right time to get into some emails here so we gotta read the inaugural email on the new email which is podcast at overduehomework.com and it is, of course, from Man Bear Pig, who suggested Predator, and he just wrote in to say, Love the jingle all the way episode. The impressions of Phil and Arnold were spot on. Thank you, Man Bear Pig. And he said he laughed so hard when we were saying the reindeer names, which I also laughed very hard when <laughs> Drew was doing that. He said he doesn't have any questions. He just hoped to be the first one to send an email, and he was. And he was, Dashiell, Dashiell, Donald, Comet, Cupid, something, something, and Brunson. Brunson. <laughs> 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 I don't know them off the top of my head, I guess. Oh, that was so good, though. <laughs> uh, All right, Trav. Man Bear Pig, he set us up, didn't he? He set us up hot off the press. <laughs> so I got an email from Man Bear Pig. And because it's about Predator, we felt like we should probably insert it into Predator. So. That's what we did. So here it is. It's a big one. So we're going to have some fun and just switch off uh, reading some of these from Man Bear Pig. So he was a military man. So he Correct. called in to Thank you say for your service. Of, fun inconsistencies with the movie which he suggested um so he put opening scene why is sarge in a suit are they contractors or operators 
The world may never know. May never know. <laughs> they may never know. Uh, the next one, he's got his, uh, didn't establish Dylan's rank, if any. He's got no rank. He's yeah. just a big, beefy dude. He's just a big, beefy dude ready for that <laughs> long-ass handshake. <laughs> I'm ready to handshake everybody. <laughs> arm wrestle them. I arm wrestle the predator. Anybody. <laughs> Uh, discussing QRF on infill and finding there isn't a QRF. Sorry, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, <laughs> man, bear pig. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, shaving a Bowie. An hour later, he's shaving with a Bic. Uh, PTSD is hitting hard, he says on Yeah, that so one. he's shaving with his Bowie knife, like right. the big knife. And then he's shaving with a Bic an hour later. And yes, the PTSD was hitting him very hard. Very, very hard. <laughs> Uh, Ventura backpack weight, uh, gun is 20 pounds, fast roping would be difficult. So. Yeah, hundreds of pounds he probably have to have on his back trudging through jungle. It's impossible. Yeah. Impossible. 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 Uh, modern combat vests hold six mags. They'd be out of ammo after the village. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. That one made me die laughing. Yes, they would. Seriously, they just <laughs> don't give a shit. There is not one check in the entire movie. Nope. Anyone low on ammo? Nah, dude, we all have infinite, remember? <laughs> Oh, my God. That was funny. You put the Konami code in before we left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, start. Uh, in quotes here, Cox minigun most likely would fire off around. Yes, it would, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would be so hilarious. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry about that. There was enough comedy in the movie that could have happened. Yes, yes. That would have been Ugh, funny. Just killed that guy. Ugh, yikes, just killed that guy. <laughs> Uh, Arnold uses sights one time with the 203 after he sends a truck into the camp and then nobody uses sights. And at one point he's even squinting as he's hip firing. (laughs) He's like looking through one eye as he's hip firing. (laughs) Looking where the bullets are landing. And it's easier if you squint one eye. uh, I only shoot from the hip. I only shoot from the hip. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, the gun noises were pretty accurate, he says, but they used an MP5 noise instead of an M16. I oh, think, sure. I think an MP5 is a SMG, if I remember from Call of Duty. Sure. An M16 is <laughs> an assault rifle. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew and I are not gun people nope. or military people. I was not in the military. <laughs> no. So thanks, man, Bear Pig. Yes, me. thank you. Uh, typically, you don't call a major major. LT or captain is normal. All other officers are sir. Interesting. So you just call him lieutenant or commander. Otherwise, just sir. Just sir. Interesting. Uh, woman sneaks up on Arnie with a pistol. Cocking sound, but her thumb does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, I kind of glanced over that one. Uh, Jesse has three bandages on his left arm from three gunshots. A couple of bandages should work. Uh, later only has one big bandage and scars on upper arm. That healed quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. <That's> some <laughs> Logan stuff, some Wolverine shit yes, going on Yes, it is. There. Yes, it is. Uh, dude stops to look around after the pussy joke. The bore of his rifle has basically a BB gun adapter. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the cool, that's something really cool that I would have never noticed in a million years. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Uh, Billy tracking scene. He's just standing in the open. He is. <laughs> he is. He's just standing there. He's just trying to get in tune with nature. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a predator, 
Well, maybe he's actually thinking in his head, man, they all think I'm some sort of this expert tracker. Maybe if I just stand here long enough, they'll just move on. Maybe if I just take a long pause. <laughs> uh, Ventura's minigun has a master key attached to it, and he's wearing a standard issue MTV shirt. I am mad that we didn't bring that up. I wish we, we would have. We didn't bring have. that up, because I remember watching that thing, and uh, that is some badass yes. nostalgia. And then it, MTV was awesome. Yes, and it goes from being a t-shirt to a ripped-off sleeve. ripped-off sleeve. Cut. Yes, oh yeah, love baby. It, love it. Uh first time sergeant sees predator, dude goes full retard. Never go full retard. Never go full retard. Uh, unloads pig for seven seconds, shot mini gun for forty three seconds, or two thousand one hundred and thirty rounds. One hundred round belt weighs six pounds, so we got a hundred and fifty pounds worth of rounds on this gun. <laughs> Everyone's hip firing, and he later says he shot 200 rounds with the minigun. Going back to before they assault the village, Jesse is sliding down the hill and then tactically sneaking around with his MP5, backpack minigun, and infinite ammo? <laughs> yes, all of those <laughs> yeah, things. <laughs> obviously. Uh, dude, it makes sense, okay? When you break down the numbers of how many rounds actually were fired, it just makes it 2, even... 2,000, so 10 times the amount he says. Makes it even uh, more. <laughs> completely implausible. Completely implausible. Uh, Sergeant setting up mortar trap with his face right over the tube. Yep, that's good, that's right? That's interesting. That's <laughs> a smart idea, definitely. Um, oh, shit. Sarge blew, blew his face off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, Predator knows where we are now, so <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, Apollo gets killed in the distance. They just keep going. They do. And Billy throws all of his gear away and proceeds to commit suicide by Predator. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does do that, actually. <laughs> Uh, Arnold hip fires at it with one eye closed, <laughs> ah, just is. like you said. There it is. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Arnold, <laughs> Arnold sliding down the hill was oddly smooth, which we talked about. Was he smoking before he hit the water? Smoking a cigar? So Arnold. So very Arnold. So Arnold. <laughs> uh, shoots homemade bow and arrow through a tree. I didn't notice that part. I didn't notice that part. But yes, he was very accurate with that bow and arrow he made out of some shit he found on the forest floor about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the CG, I'm guessing that's what this part is. The C, It says CQC was ridiculous. Cheesy fist fighting, no BJJ. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, man, Bear Pig, but I'm thinking he's talking about the... How cheesy the Predator Arnold fight is at the end. Yes, it must be. I think he's be. saying the CG was like, that's the one weak part of the yes. movie when it comes to that. Um, uh, doesn't bash in its face with a rock, allows it to arm suicide best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably could have stopped that. Probably could have stopped that. By just smashing his head with that rock. What stopped him, I, honestly? I, honestly. he That Predator just killed like everybody. Everybody. He should want Which to he was infuriated by earlier yeah like pissed that they're even on this mission saying yeah. that we're not just people to sacrifice and then he sees this guy who killed all his friends with the green blood and he can't do it i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it have you ever seen that bill uh bill Ro bill o'reilly video when he used to host a current affair hard copy he used to host hard copy there's this bit where he's trying to you got to look it up i'm gonna put it in the show notes i just think it don't wanna die don't wanna die not gonna die not gonna die not gonna die <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no way a two-star general would chop her into a hot exfil. Probably not. I Probably bet you. Not. I bet you he's not going down boots on the ground as a two-star general. Yeah, and then he says, "Huey." At the end, has a red blinking light. Huey, Huey, the the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Has a he- red blinking light. Yeah. I guess if you're trying to be incognito across enemy lines, Probably maybe not going <laughs> to be a good thing. Probably don't have a big red light on your helicopter announcing where you're at. No, no, <laughs> but. Yeah, that was an awesome email, yes. so thank you, Mamber Pig. Yes, thank You'll you. have another one shortly after this as we get back to our regularly scheduled emails. <laughs> so our next email here comes from uh, Pussy as Big as a House. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wants to know if we were ever fans of the Big League Chew or the Jerky Chew as kids. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Grape, Big League Chew, nothing better. Nothing better. And you would just like eat it like you would chew it spit it out brand new chew it spit it out brand new it'd be gone in an afternoon right for sure every time grape or bubble gum uh so i usually went with the bubble did gum. you grape yeah grape, grape. <laughs> so good uh, did you play t-ball or little league baseball yeah t-ball did you always try to have some at t-ball uh I think so. Yes. I'm pretty sure. It was a big thing in the Little League Baseball uh, League that I was in as a kid. Everybody had to have the Big League Chew. Yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah. And I just thought of that with how much uh, Ventura is doing the Chew this whole movie. <laughs> it's just disgusting. And then, of course, the Beef Jerky Chew and the oh, yeah. Simulation Tin. That's not yeah. pandering the children at no, all. No, no, You know, chewing tobacco. For, yeah. Great for kids. Yeah. <laughs> great for kids. Great for kids. Oh, man. Uh, so the next email is from Sexual Tyrannosaurus <laughs> wants to know our favorite war movie of all time. Favorite war movie of all time. Hmm. Let me think about that for one second if you know yours off the yeah, top of your so head. Yeah, so mine is Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah, that's a good which one. Which I think meets the criteria. It's in the 90s, so eventually we'll get to it. But that's uh, two and a half hours plus, so that'll be a while before, before we throw that in. But for sure, that's my favorite one of all time. Star-studded cast. And uh, never gets old anytime I watch it. It's definitely a really good movie. The first thing that I thought of was in the 2000s was Band of Brothers, and it's not even a movie. It's a but I've heard that's a super good HBO show. Yes, right? it's a mini series that Tom Hanks was involved in. I don't remember if he produced or directed. Maybe a little bit of both, but okay. that was the first thing that kind of popped into my head. But I also really liked uh, Platoon. Charlie Sheen's Platoon sure. was a great uh, Vietnam movie. Absolutely loved that. And then uh, that one's got. Um... Willem Dafoe? Yep. Yep, Willem yep. Dafoe in it. Um, and then, of course, uh, man, what's the what's the one? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I don't remember this. The one with Marlon Brando and Martin Sheen. It's from the 70s, so we would hmm. never get to it. Yeah. I'm really sad. I'm going to chop all this out because it's embarrassing. It had that big <laughs> re-release in the 90s. Apocalypse Now. That's oh, what it was. Okay. So another one is Apocalypse Now from the 70s. It had that big re-release in the 90s with all the extra footage and stuff and made it like a four and a half hour film. That was an interesting watch. Um, it was one of those things where I rented it from the video store because it was a double cassette tape, yeah, cassette tape yep. double VHS tape. So it's like, can I watch both VHSs? Right, and right. It's a it's a cool war movie. It's really trippy and stuff. But I think I will say Platoon is probably my favorite war movie. If you're going to go straight war movie. So we should get to that eventually because I own that. So yeah, it's a good one movie. I won't have to buy. Movie. It's another one I feel like I watched once and then I liked it so much I had bought it, but I never watched it again. I don't know if you can remember enough of Band of Brothers. Like I said, I haven't seen it, but do you remember if David Schwimmer, Ross from Friends, isn't he a main character in that? He's yes. He's like an asshole, almost sergeant yes. or something yes, like that. Yes, he is. That's f- that'd be funny to see him in something totally different. <laughs> totally different. 
Uh, next email here is, is there an echo in here? Wants to know, uh, what's a better movie, Alien or Predator, and who's scarier? I like Alien more because yep. I, I love sci-fi more than Same. I love. I Same. love them both, but I love Alien more. Alien, you could consider a horror movie. Yes, definitely. Before you would say, it's, it's sci-fi horror. Right, which a is lot less action. Obviously. A lot less action, a lot more suspense. Yep. But the action that is in it is ultra intense. Definitely. And we can't do the we first one. We can't do the first one because it's credit. 70... Nine, or nine, 78 or 9. Right. The second one is no slouch, though. Aliens is yeah, no slouch. That's definitely. a great movie, too. Yeah, we'll have to get to it. I I agree with both. I put Alien for both a better movie and scarier. Yes. Definitely scarier. I wouldn't have expected to have Predator as close to as awesome of a movie, but yes. now that we just did it, it's, it's up there. It is. But like you, I'm more into the sci-fi and space mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, so maybe Predator movies get more into that eventually. Plus, it's hard to deny Ridley Scott. He is quite the director. Yeah, he is quite the for director. sure. Um, so my question for Drew is if you could star in any movie that we've covered, what would it be? Any movie that we've covered star in it, star in it. Oh my God. Star in it. I think I would star in dumb and dumber because it would be, it would be so fun to be that stupid and that unaware, but still come out on top. Basically come out on top. There we go. Remake me and you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dumb and dumber and dumber. I'm Lloyd, you're Harry. Okay, perfect. We got it. We got it. Yeah, we that's what it. I put too, just because it'd be so damn fun. It would be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun, even if it was hypothetically taking one of their roles and acting with them. It'd be amazing. If we did it, it'd be amazing. We know the script pretty damn well yeah. without having to even see it, so yep. that would be fun. Uh, I put honorable mention uh, Batman Returns because that would be a lot of fun that, too. That would be sick. That I mean, would be really sick. Not Batman Forever. You could grind a dino. No, no, no <laughs> grinding the dinos. Uh, definitely <laughs> working with Michelle Pfeiffer oh, would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have a Keaton, but I mean, I could do the Christian Bale. Batman yes, you could. So, you could. So. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up our emails today. So thank you, everyone. As Drew said, we got episode 50 coming up. So that's awesome. We appreciate it. Email us at the new email, newer, which is podcast at overduehomework.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast. Mm-hmm.